Welcome to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. For free rankings, player values, waiver wire tips, and trade advice, follow him online at dynastyfreaks.com or email dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. Hello, greetings from Austin, Texas. Welcome all of you Dynasty Freaks. Admit it, you are addicted to Dynasty. I am too. My name is Justin Christopher. I'm a Dynasty Freak, which means I love drafting and trading and scouting and managing all of my teams 365 days a year. So to you, so let's talk some Dynasty on episode number 126. We're going to continue my look at some of the rookies as I compared my ranking rookie rankings with those of DLF. As I mentioned last week during the podcast, I talked about five players that I have ranked higher than the pros at DLF, and this week I'm going to talk about five players that I have ranked lower than the experts at DLF. So like I've told you before, I kind of make my rookie rankings, um, check out all the film, do a lot of analysis about their college production, look at their measurables, and then I look at a lot of the NFL scouts as they process who they think about these players all that to ultimately form my first rankings. Of course, things will change significantly after the NFL draft, uh, knowing what teams they land with and which draft capital each of the players have. But these are my initial rankings that adjust all the way leading up to the NFL draft as I hear more and more from the scouts as my last part of the process. And so what I like to do after I've created my own, I don't look at anyone else's rankings while creating my own, but then I like to compare mine, and I actually like to compare them first with Dynasty League Football. Now, that's really my go- go-to site for Dynasty rankings comparisons. I like to compare my rankings with theirs because they're some of the best analysts in the league. Yeah, I love listening to those guys and looking at their uh, website. And I like, too, that they have composite rankings. So they have six of the DLF's experts rank the rookies, and you get their composite rankings. And that way, you're kind of getting six different people to weigh in that I can then compare with my rankings of the rookies. And then I compare them to mine and see which ones I rank higher or lower. So last week was the players that I have ranked higher among the top 20. And these are going to be five players that I have ranked significantly lower than the experts, the pros, I'll call them, at DLF. So let's get started. Here's some guys that I'm probably not going to draft because I have them ranked a lot lower than do other experts. First is Jalen Waddle. So Waddle is DLS fifth ranked rookie, while he's my 13th ranked rookie. Waddle's DLS third ranked rookie wide receiver, while he's my seventh ranked rookie wide receiver. I was actually positive that my Waddle ranking would be lower than any other other analysts, given my given the predictions about his likely first round draft capital and his blazing speed. Um, I'm revealing a bit of my wide receiver bias here by ranking him lower than experts. I believe in my process, and uh, because of that, I won't move move Waddle up much higher than 13, even if he is drafted in the first round, like most suspect that he will be. Here's here's some about Waddle. He's a four-star recruit from Al- to Alabama, who Alabama, of course, pumps out first-round wide receivers every year. Crazy to say that including two last year in Henry Ruggs and Jerry Judy, and likely two this year with Waddle and Devontae Smith. Uh, his best year, Waddle's best year, was his freshman year with 840 yards receiving and seven touchdowns. But that year he finished third in receptions and touchdowns behind Judy and Ruggs. And then he only had 560 yards receiving his sophomore year, finishing again behind Judy and Ruggs and also Devontae Smith. And then last year with Judy and Ruggs in the NFL, he still finished third on the team in receiving behind Smith and John Michi. Uh, if he were not injured much of last year, he definitely would have finished uh, second behind Smith, but he would have been a very, very distant second 
because of Smith's record-breaking 1,856-yard season with 23 touchdowns. My point is this. Waddles never carried his team in receiving like all of the other rookie wide receivers that I have ranked ahead of him have done. And that's a big red flag for me, my rookie evaluation of wide receivers. And the second bias that I have against wide receivers is those who primarily win with speed, especially if they're smaller in stature like Waddle, who's 5'10", 175. Speed doesn't often win in the NFL. There are a few teams with excellent coaches who know how to help players win with speed, but for the most part, speed players are good for NFL teams, but not good for fantasy teams. And in years past, I docked Henry Ruggs, I docked McCole Hardman in my rankings the last two years because they were speed guys, and so far I've been proven right by not drafting them. I was burned by John Ross a few years ago when I drafted him in the first round, and I just don't plan to take a chance on players like him again, no matter their draft capital. And so Waddle is not a player that I'm going to draft this year. Second player that I have ranked lower than DLF is Terrence Marshall from LSU. Marshall is DLF's 11th ranked rookie, while he's my 17th ranked rookie. And Marshall is DLF's 6th ranked rookie wide receiver, while he's my 9th ranked rookie wide receiver. Now, I actually thought that I was pretty high on Marshall when I had him at 17, but I was actually surprised to see that DLF had him as a first-round draft pick at number 11. One of the DLF's experts actually has him ranked as the number one player overall right now. And all their experts have him among their top 10, or among their top 12, except one who actually ranks him 21, which is right around where I have him ranked since I have him at 17. All their other experts except me see Marshall, uh, don't see Marshall like I do. Marshall is a five-star, was a five-star recruit who played his three years at LSU. His prototypical size, I love that. I prefer to have a wide receiver prospect like him. He's 6'2", 192 pounds. Tremendous upside. Um, And I sure hope that I do get to draft him in a few leagues. Uh, But I have a few reservations that keep me from ranking him in the first round like DLF has him ranked. Uh, Like Waddle, Marshall technically never had uh, led his team in receiving. (laughs) You'll hear more about that. Plus, unlike Waddle, Waddle, he didn't have an early breakout year. It took him till his junior year to have this good year that he just had. He only caught 12 passes his freshman year. His sophomore year, he did well. He had 671 receiving yards and 13 touchdowns, which was great. But he was dwarfed, completely dwarfed by the incredible national championship seasons of Jamar Chase, who's my number one ranked rookie, and Justin Jefferson, who now is my number four ranked wide receiver in, in a dynasty after his breakout rookie season. So Marshall, like Waddle, it's definitely easy to say that he got buried in the depth chart with multiple first-round NFL draft picks ahead of him. But it remains true um, that uh, Chase and Jefferson uh, just far outplayed him, even in their young age. And so in his final shortened season, Marshall did have 731 yards receiving and 10 touchdowns, which made him actually finish four yards behind uh, Keishon Bouti, who technically outplayed him as a freshman. So those are all what concerned me. But what I love about Marshall and made me rank him as high as I did was his touchdown prowess. He's an excellent red zone target, scored 25 touchdowns in his final two years at LSU. And so that excites me a lot about his potential in the NFL. As I said earlier, I really like Marshall, but not enough to draft him in the first round. So I have uh, yet to look at other analyst rankings, but I sure hope that there's other experts who have him in the middle of the second round like I do so that I actually have a chance to draft him in a, in a few leagues because I want to draft him, but I'm just not going to draft him in the first round. I'll draft him in the middle of the second round. Next player that I have ranked lower uh, than uh, DLF pros is Kenny Gainwell. Uh, Gainwell is DLF's 12th ranked 
rookie, uh, while he's my 25th ranked rookie, so 13, di- 13 spots difference there, and Gainwell is DLS fourth ranked rookie running back, while he's my seventh ranked rookie running back. Which stinks, because I really love Gainwell's game film. Jumped off the tape. He was awesome. Explosive. Very big play. Uh, looked awesome. Jumped off the screen to me. But before I compared rankings, I suspected that I would be higher on Gainwell by ranking him as my highest ranked undersized running back. But I was actually shocked to see that the experts in DLF value him as a first round pick. Now to be fair, there is a clear drop off in DLF, DLF's rankings between number 11 and number 12 rookie. Marshall at pick number 11, like I just mentioned, his composite ranking was 11.33, so fairly in the you know 11th rank spot. Whereas Gainwell's ranked number 12, his composite ranking is actually 14.67. So that shows that there's a bit of difficulty um, for analysts are having in ranking Gainwell. So Gainwell was a three-star recruit out of, to, to Memphis, and he played sparingly his freshman year before breaking out in his sophomore year to the tune of 2,069 yards from scrimmage, including 51 catches out of the backfield. Incredible sophomore year. He sat out his junior season because of COVID and sadly actually had several members die uh, from the virus. And so scouting and dynasty analysts just have one excellent year of production, his sophomore year. And so they've got to decide what they believe about Gainwell. He's shown enough to rank him as high as my uh, highest ranked running back that's under 200 pounds. That's where I have him. And like I said, I thought that would be higher than everybody else, but it's not. If he gains weight before his pro day, I could move him up a little bit, although prospects really can manipulate their weight fairly easily before pro days and then slide right back into their playing weight once they enter conditioning programs. So I'm not sure how much to weigh into that. Gamewell's weight really is the only thing holding me back from ranking him as a second-round rookie prick easily. Um, if he's drafted by a team that I'm confident knows how to use him correctly, he could also move up a little bit in my rankings, but not to the first round as the pros at DLF have him ranked number 12. I can't do that. If I'm honest, um, I have a bit of bias against Memphis players too, because each of the last few years I've fallen in love with one of their players only to see them have a poor start to their NFL seasons. Take Daryl Henderson, Anthony Miller, Tony Pollard, they come to mind as players that I really liked, but have burned me um, in the past. And so I downgrade. I don't downgrade players just because they're from a school that's failed to produce NFL stars, but I do take note of it if I think that their offensive scheme or the uh, competition that they play is somehow inflating the players' college statistics. And after the last couple of years, I believe this is true of Memphis players. So I'm likely not going to draft Gainwell, even though I would love it if he fell to the end of the second round or early third round. I'd love to grab him but I don't think I'm going to be able to given the way DLF ranks him. Two more players to go here. Uh, Next player is Seth Williams. Williams is uh, DLF's 16th ranked rookie while he's my 31st ranked rookie, so 15 spots difference. Uh, Middle of the second round to end of the third round, in my opinion. Williams is DLF's 9th ranked rookie wide receiver while he's my 15th ranked rookie wide receiver. I really liked a few things that I saw from Seth Williams on film but when when I was studying him, but when I moved on... Um, but when I moved on to see uh, his production, I just couldn't rank him any higher than 31 in my rankings, given that he never really had a breakout year in Auburn. I was stunned to see that the pros at DLF had him ranked number 16 with a composite ranking right there with him at 16.5. And so if other analysts value him this highly, there's no way Williams is going to land on any of my dynasty teams. 
Williams was a four-star recruit to Auburn. He battled another four-star recruit, Anthony Schwartz, for the leading wide receiving role on the team during their three three years that they had together. Uh, Williams struggled with mediocre quarterback play. Uh, That's true, but it's not the only reason why his career high in receiving was just 830 yards. Uh, There's nothing about his career at Auburn that would cause me to rank him as high as 16 like DLF has him. I was impressed with his size, 6'3 and 212, and his jump ball ability, especially in the end zone. He's a great red zone target. But that that caused me really just to move him up among the third round wide receivers that I'd be willing to take a chance on drafting. And that's why I plan to keep him in that take a chance on him in the third round. Not like the, the Dynasty League football pros that have him ranked in the second round. He's never going to be moving up that high for me. And finally, the last player uh, that I have ranked significantly lower than the pros at DLF is Kadarius Tony. Uh, Tony is DLF's 17th ranked rookie while he's my 26th ranked rookie. He's DLF's 10th ranked rookie wide receiver while he's my 13th ranked rookie wide receiver. So before I looked at DLS rookie rankings, I was already moved Tony up uh, quite a bit in my rookie rankings significantly. Just because of the first round buzz that he's been getting by NFL scouts, I had to move him up a little bit just because of that. When I first heard that he was considered to be a first round NFL pick, I was stunned because nothing on his tape or his college career made me believe that this was even possible. But given the NFL buzz, I generously moved him up to 26. That was very generous in my rookie rankings. But it's, that's as far as I'm going to move him. That's that's it. Uh, I, not even yeah, first or second round pick for me. I'd wait till the third round. Tony, a little bit about him. He was a three-star recruit who played his first three years at Tennessee, where he had just a total in those three years of, two, of 606 yards receiving before he transferred to Florida in a senior season where he had 984 yards receiving. So a good senior season. Uh, he's strong with the ball in his hands too. That's what NFL scouts like about him. He, he rushed the ball about one to two times per game in his career. He has a dual threat ability that has NFL scouts and dynasty analysts intrigued, but not me. <laughs> his, his only solid season was in a surprise year for Florida, back, Florida quarterback Kyle Trask, who played way above his ability in a very strange, you know, shortened COVID season. I don't see how one decent COVID season translates to a first-round grade by den- by the NFL. I don't get it. Um, another thing's against him. I, d- I generally don't look highly on players that transfer um, their senior season, except for quarterbacks. And I've heard a few stories that actually make me question his character too. So there's no way that I'll be drafting Tony in any of my rookie drafts. I'm happy to let the other managers take that risk, even if he is drafted in the first round, like scouts are predicting. So there you have it for this week, five players that I actually have ranked lower in my rookie rankings compared to others. Stay in touch. I'm going to keep updating my rankings. Uh, Like I said, I've done all the film work. I've done all the measurables and all of the career work, production work, and all that. The only thing that helps change my rankings now is by listening to the experts of the experts, those who get paid full-time money to do analysis of the rookies. So I'm going to continue to listen and read their work and adjust my rankings accordingly. I do hope that you would check it out and If you're entering drafts for some reason before the NFL draft, that's fun. Uh, Give me a contact and let me know so I can help you with your drafts. Stay in touch as always. Uh, My freaky friends, thanks so much for listening. Make it a two-way conversation anytime by contacting me at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com. That's dynastyfreaks with two E's. I'd be honored if you'd take time to rate and review the podcast and Apple podcast. That would mean a lot to me. Thanks for listening. I appreciate your support. I do want to become your most trusted, independent voice in the Dynasty landscape. Until next time, you know what to do. Go out there get freaky. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Freaks podcast with your host, Justin Christopher. We welcome your thoughts and advice. Let us know what you'd like to hear on the podcast or see on the website to help you dominate your league. 
Justin prides himself in responding to every email, so hit him up anytime at dynastyfreaks at gmail.com and follow him on Twitter at LonghornJustin. 